0: Welcome back to Headspace Sessions Podcast. My name's Claire from the community engagement team at Headspace
1: Adelaide. My name's Sam, and I'm a youth ambassador with Edinburgh North.
0: And today we're talking all about adulting 101 and how to get a job. You know, young people, they might decide to get a job when they're still in high school, or they might decide to do it when they're at uni, or they might just focus on their study and focus on that rather than getting a job straight away. What time in your life did you? First, get a job. Sam,
1: uh, my first job I got when I was fifteen. Fifteen? Yeah. yeah. What were you doing? First, like proper proper job job would have been at KFC. I was just a cook there. Yeah, I worked there for almost like four and a half years. That is commitment. Yeah. That is commitment. Yeah, I actually
0: can't remember how old I was. I probably should have thought about this before we jumped on the recording, but <laughs> I. It was definitely in high school, around year eight or nine. So what are you, like 13, 14, 15, somewhere yeah, around that mark. Like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I worked in a dog washing salon place. Oh, no. <laughs> and it was one of those classic, like, first summer job, first time ever getting any kind of employment, just yeah. happened to see the thing on the door of the shop that they were looking for someone. And it was the classic summer time job where you're like, what is happening? What is work? And try to work out, like, how this whole world works. Yeah. But also, it was also... Epically fun because I got to hang out with dogs every weekend during mm. my summertime. Yeah, I can
1: no well, yeah. I loved working at KFC because I was a K, I mean, I still love KFC eating it. Yeah, back then I was like a KFC fanatic and yeah. it was like I'd hit the jackpot like free <laughs> chicken, like get have chips, it's so good. My did, parents really hated it. Do they give you perks? Like do you So you get the, the staff discount. Yeah, cool, yeah. Um, but like, you know, sometimes you'll be able to take some chicken. Like they're just like, Oh, we've got yeah, like leftovers, got leftovers at the end of the night, like
0: Rather than checking it out. Yeah.
1: No, like, no, sometimes it's like, yeah, look, it's just been too long. We'll have to chuck it. But, like, sometimes, like, look, like, it's doors closed. No one's going to buy it. Like, yeah, just have a piece. Just like,
0: have it. Yeah.
1: Okay. I'm not going to say no. Benefits.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how did you find going for that first job without any experience?
1: It was, like, hard. So I remember when I first started applying places and I did, like, I say, like, case of my first job just because of how long, like, I did work somewhere before them, but I just don't really call it, like, a job. job yeah, because yeah, I, yeah. I was not there for that long and it was, like, just not really working it was so very old school yeah but i i would just walk around and give I went to my local shopping center and I just handed my resume in. Mm. Not just like obviously like the supermarket's like, oh, you have to apply online. So and I did that. But a lot of the smaller businesses, I just handed in my resume. I was like, oh, here's my hi, can I speak to your manager? Oh, here's my resume. Yeah, I had to print out like twenty of my resumes and just handed them out to my locals. And then yeah, one place got back to me. And then like yeah, but then after that, it was just applying online because like nowadays, not almost nowhere has just a hand in resume anymore.
0: I know. Yeah, yeah, I wonder if it's still. I think there's still some value add to doing like the online application and then yeah. going in in person saying, I have applied online, but I just want to, you know, put a face to the name yeah. and kind of help build that connection so that when they're looking at that online application, they have some sort of memory yeah. of who you might be. Yeah. But I definitely was the same when I was younger, you know, back, back in the day exactly. <laughs> um, when I was applying for jobs. It was the same thing, you know, printing out that resume and going around and just sort of being like, I'm young, please hire me. Yeah. Like trying to embrace the skill sets exactly. that you had. Yeah. Do you remember if there was anything you emphasised specifically on your resume or things? Because obviously you don't have the work experience. Yeah. So what, what do you even put on there so, when you've never cause worked I, before?
1: Because I like applied to a lot of food places because I just assumed first time job, you apply to like a cafe or yeah. like a restaurant or like something to effect. So I remember writing that I like did food tech in uni Yeah. And I like... <laughs> I'm really good at food. I don't know my, my first resume and like, I have done like professional resume building courses now. So like my first resume and my current resume are so very different, like just in what, not just what the content is, but like sort of like the focus of them, because my first one was all about like me as a person, like what am I, what, what I can, you know, bring to the team. Like I'm fun I'm, ha- I'm happy. I'm easygoing. <laughs> I'm hardworking. Whereas my current resume is like, I've got these skills. Yeah. I've been provided this in times, yeah. I've got this. Very matter-of-fact Yeah, fact kind exactly. Of thing.
0: Yeah. yeah, so you made sure to emphasise those positive yeah. traits that you had. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think it's important when you haven't had that it's, you know, obvious work experience that you still have experience in life and you're right, and even just positive personality traits can in, in and of itself be skills. And I love that you made sure that, you know, you put food tech on there. like yeah. that is in, you mean, know, it's still it, it, skill I mean, development.
1: Working with food, I want them to know that I know how to work with food, I yeah. guess.
0: But... Did a class in high school. Yeah, exactly.
1: I mean, that's what the whole point is to know how to cook, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah. Do you, so with creating that resume, then do you feel like you have any tips for young people that for their first resume when they write it?
1: Yeah, so your first resume realistically should be obviously you're going to introduce yourself, like what your name is, and like probably like a home address and an email address and mobile number. I started off with school, so what school I went to, and then it was life skills or like personal attributes, something like that. And then it was my volunteering history, because yes. I did volunteer. Yeah. So yeah. like, because the workforce is sort of restricted by age a little bit, depending on where you are. Whereas volunteering, like you can, you know, if you're in primary school, we did the Fredda Frogs, selling those of Frogs for charity or, you know, doing well to, go to shave. I was going to say donating blood. You have to be 18 to donate blood. But um, <laughs> so, like things like that, like yeah. going on the Good Friday appeal and going out and door knocking, those kinds of things are also good because they show that you put yourself out there and obviously like because those aren't age restricted and a lot of the time you can do them with school without school like with like you know sporting groups another one is like sporting
0: yeah i was, I well. was gonna say like your hobbies so, and like, an interests yeah, yeah. Hobbies and
1: just like if you're clubs and stuff i wouldn't like i mean maybe nowadays it's a bit better to put like esport like competitive yeah. sporting. but like when i was applying games were still viewed as games i mean there was esport culture but it was still especially in Australia, is not viewed it as much, you know, in as better of a light. Yeah. And then I would finish off a resume after doing all those things. I would finish it off with availability and then referees. Yes. And my first referees were just school teachers uh-huh. and or someone from like a, a sporting club or something like that, like just maybe like three adults who could vouch for me.
0: It's a very good point. I had not even thought about, you know, references when you've had a job
1: before. I don't know. I feel because I, at least my parents definitely emphasised because for adults in when you're going into industry, especially for higher positions, putting references on is like a big and mm. important detail because you ha- they have to be like. So if you're going for a really niche position, you have to be confirmed to be able to do it. And so my parents said, hey, look, if you're going to that if you're going to put together a ref- resume no matter what level you should just put re- references because who knows you might they might call on you now I've never had any of my referees ever get contacted because I've never applied to jobs well I guess the jobs I've applied for they have essentially just been like we're looking for you
0: yeah like yeah've yeah.
1: i I've been very lucky with my job finding because I've either been sought for a position. Or I've only had to give like a quick interview and they were just sort of needing needing to hire people. But yeah, you know, you might, if you wanted to say you were applying for your first job and you're applying for a position where you need to be known to be reliable, they might want to contact one of your referees and be like, does this person, you know, always show up on time or something like that. But.
0: Like to training or yeah. to, like, things that you have committed I mean, it's, it's to. It's
1: Possible. Like, I mean, if I were to be an employer and I saw references, I m- might give it a crack and be like, "I want to see what this person is." I I don't know. It's a bit different nowadays. Obviously, yeah. I think the whole hiring process is just so different. But yeah, it depends.
0: It, on what it you're really just
1: for. depends on what you're yeah. applying
0: for. But definitely, when you're writing that first resume, having those, still thinking about those skills yeah, that you talked about. Um, yeah.
1: I would say make your resume like expandable. Yep.
0: Yeah. That's a good way to Because you want to be
1: able to, or, like, interchangeable. So, like, you got your first job and then you go for another job. Take out one of those things about maybe, like, your hobbies and then replace it with what your current job is and or like, and and always put things in past tense as well. Just because, employ, uh, like, employers aren't a big fan of you knowing that you have other jobs. They want to be, you know, they want to see themselves mm-hmm. as special. So they'll just be like, hey, like, you know. I worked at, I can do this, I have done this. It really just makes you look like yeah. you've you got a bit more experienced. Did you that.
0: ever look up those resume templates when you were younger? Yeah, yeah. all the time. Yes. I
1: would use the resume templates. Uh, Word provides so many resume yes. templates, especially because, and obviously, again, professional resumes don't like flashy colours and all that, but when you're younger, it might be worth having a nice-looking resume with, like, you know, one very bold highlighted colour um, mm-hmm. for, like, headings and stuff just because you want to make yourself, at your age, you're Going especially that 15, 16, you know, first job time, you want to stand out from basically everyone else because, unfortunately, there's only one thing about you that's really important and that's how old you are. And if everyone is 16 and they're all mm. applying for the same job, like you need to be able to differentiate from the others,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: And that's so, those resume templates are really good, and they're also really good because they just got the headings there for you, so you just fill them in,
0: gives
1: you a gives you prompt all of for the what prompt. you could yeah, write exactly. it out, yeah.
0: No, I definitely utilized those when I was yeah. younger and I almost feel like maybe it's still the layout I use today. <laughs> I can't yeah, quite remember. I use the same yeah. resume
1: from my seven years. So yeah. it was only until like, this year that I, I got a new one because yeah. I had to.
0: But it's true, like when you've like you talked about with that tip, if it's something that can be interchangeable and something that you can sort of add and subtract depending on what job you're going for mm. versus not, like if you can make it this sort of fluid document that you update as you go along through life, I, that can be super useful. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
1: Because one thing you have to remember about your resume, especially for like that first time, is that it's not going to be the be all end all. Yeah. Um, especially when you go to an interview, like your resume really just is that foot in the door, especially if your employer wants to interview. That's where you've got to sh- like, that's sort of the part where you want to shine. And it, it, yeah. it's, it's worth like looking up, you know, interview questions and stuff
0: absolutely yeah. yeah should we touch on the interview oh, yeah, process i mean uh, sure <laughs> so you kind of you've done the resume drop you've written the resume yeah. and they've asked for to come in for a chat what were what are your some of first experiences with interviews and what yeah. are some of your so tips
1: my first interview would have been it would it, my first two interviews sort of went like okay it's like oh hi you you know introductory blah, blah blah my name is all that and then it was like you know, why do you want to work at this position? And it's there's nothing wrong to like completely, completely, honest and say I want to work here because I'm 15. I've just turned 15. I want some pocket money. My parents don't want to pay for my, um, you know, my Pokemon cards or my. <laughs> well, I'm sure my age here, but yeah, like I love Pokemon cards. Or yeah. you know, when you get older, oh, I wanted to buy. I want to buy games online. I want to. I want to watch movies with my mates. I want to be able to, you know, get like lunch from school. Yeah. There's I, I, there's nothing wrong with being at least that kind of level of honesty. Well you can even
0: phrase it in some way where you don't have to be, like, blatant to the fact yeah. of it. But you can say, I'm
1: looking for more responsibility in yeah, life. Exactly. Or, like, trying to
0: take on a new challenge. You want be, and, yeah, you want to be like... Yeah.
1: I'm just here. I'm here because I am wanting to get into work. Yes. And employers, I think, really appreciate just honesty. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, they don't want someone going, I'm here for uh, a new experience because I've never, exp- I've never done something. Like they probably, they're going to be like, okay, you're like everybody else. Just tell yeah. me why. Oh, because I want to be better at this. Or yeah, absolutely. You know, I think I've got good customer service skills. I can talk to people really well. They, yeah. They like that kind of stuff, and they can see that in the interview. Yeah um another question that was really common was really like oh what are you doing right now like what are you doing at school and stuff they want to see like what and they're like oh so what do you want to be some sort of like future yeah, thinking so they can see how you fit within exactly. the organization well they want to see realistically especially if you're so if you're in year 10 you've got two more years of school maybe three right they want to see if you're going to stick on up until before you leave for uni yeah because they don't want someone who's going to leave in the next year because you know you're going to in, into a trade, so you're probably, you know, you're going to yeah. be gone in a year time because you've moved into a mm-hmm. different, you know, into a better playing position, essentially.
0: Or maybe they just want to be aware of, like, what's... The oh, yeah, exactly. And, like, they'll also be like, oh, do you
1: do sports? Do you think... Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it was really short. My first interview was really short. Like,
0: yeah. Well, what about now then, I guess, leading into an interview? Do you take time for that sort of self-reflection about, you know, the role, how I fit within the role? Yeah. Some of my skills that fit within that. Yeah. I know I definitely, I spend time doing a lot of that so that when any curveball questions or any questions come up, I've I've got some sort of grounding in my brain about what, a, what my why, I guess, exactly. in some ways. Yeah. yeah.
1: So my most recent interview that happened this year, it was for like a bit more of a like big, big person job. It wasn't like a, you know, retail fast food. Yeah. And a lot of the questions were like, do you believe you have the, uh, you know, the ability to uphold the responsibilities that we as an organisation need to keep? And it was like, wow, that's a big question, but it really essentially boils down to like, can you do the job? Yeah. And you got to go, well, yeah, that, I'm not... <laughs> you like,
0: you haven't, yes, but expand. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah, it's more like
1: like when you, like I like talking about what the job like, expectations are when they mm-hmm. ask me those things. So I was like, Yeah, it's really good that I'm able to choose my own times because I'm able to put it around uni- university. I, I don't like working shift work because I don't want to be forced to, you know, take up a whole day of my time yeah. when I could just work, you know, a couple hours here, a couple hours there and still make up the time. They were like, no, That sort of mm-hmm. makes sense. And they, especially if you're in university, like, they going to expect that you also prioritize your studies at yeah. some point. Like, they'll be like, a bit um they, they'll be a bit hesitant if you are very blase about your studies i'll just work all the time i don't care about yeah it's fine they're gonna not like,
0: prioritizing no they because mm-hmm. they, they're
1: gonna they're gonna they want people who are able to time manage in that sense because mm-hmm. you know it's important. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: I think for me as well when I go for an interview like that, especially one that I'm, like, really excited about and definitely want, I have scenarios in the back of my brain that can sort of be applicable to different questions. So, you know, that classic question of, like, how do you cope under pressure or, like, is there been a time where X, Y, Z has happened to mm. you? And so having scenarios in your brain where, like, there's been, like, a customer service incident where you've had to do conflict resolution mm. or having something in your brain where you've had to, in my role, develop, like, partner or like you know build relationships with people it depends on obviously the industry you're going from the job you're going for but I think it can be really helpful to have sort of some of the scenarios that you can think about that you can sort of bend and weave depending on the question yeah, that comes at you yeah. to give you also sometimes some space while you're telling that story about like how it still applies to the question but then you could probably add more because you've given yourself some more space so, to think exactly. about things does that make yeah, sense yeah
1: exactly and because a lot of like I've not had too many interviews that are very long-winded, but I remember one interview where they basically just kept on asking me questions, and mm-hmm. it was like, yeah, go online and get like a ten most common interview questions, Absolutely, and it's yeah. just keep writing answers until family, like so, like say mum or dad or like a brother, sister, cousin, anyone is happy with the answer. Yep. Like yeah, like if someone goes. I would like, like, I like that as an answer, then you probably made it. Yeah. If not, if they go, that's a bit shaky, keep working on it. You don't want, you want at least someone else to be like, that is a solid answer. That's a good answer. Not yeah. just like, yeah, it's okay. It's like, that's very yeah. good.
0: And that comes down to that practice and self-reflection yeah, that you're doing before the Yeah, absolutely. And
1: I think another thing is to not look too, her- like we talk about all this, like knowing, but uh, don't look too rehearsed. Like they, mm. they want it to feel natural. They want, they don't they want you to think that all you do is like research and you know regurgitate yeah. they want you to be like they want you to well yeah they, they want yeah. you to do the still the, the, the because like if you regurgitate it just looks a bit yeah uh, like they're just doing it because they think that they're going to get it not yeah they not because you
0: care yeah. you can apply it to your own personal yeah. self yeah i still think also the the research is important there because if you ever had that question of like the company's values and like how you feel like it applies to yourself yeah and that has caught me out before where i've gone oh oh, I, had, I didn't research the company values. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure. And so then spinning it to like, well, my values are, do you feel like that fits in? But I, I have had that happen too many times now where I'm like, I will, also, depending on the company, we'll make sure I at least go look that up so I
1: know what they are. <laughs> yeah. It's f- interesting. Normally, like, I, I kind of don't because I just. Oh, yeah. I, so company values and like. Don't, don't, don't always get caught up on them because they really are mostly the same. I know.
0: But that's why I think when you can spin a question. Yeah. Still understanding that sometimes in an interview you might have questions pop up, but you're like, oh, oops, I didn't, I didn't. And trying to not let that derail you with what's going on.
1: Because
0: we haven't even touched on this. Like interviews being such an anxiety provoking experience. They can be the
1: worst. Like I remember just like sitting in my car for like 10 minutes before an interview. Just like going, oh my God, I'm going to, I'm going to mess up. 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 I was like, no. Just take a breath, listen to music, well. yeah.
0: just going. So is that in kind and, of yeah. your like pre-interview yeah. ritual? Yeah, because
1: like you know, I'll have you know when you apply for a job, a lot of jobs will have like a what this job is, and literally it's like your key to success because it's got everything you need to know about the job, but it's also got everything that they want you to know about the job. Yeah. So if you just show that you've actually like read the job description, <laughs> yeah. They'll be like, oh, cool, good. Is that someone who's, you know, kind of understands what they're doing.
0: Aware and can apply it. And yeah. yeah. What about um, what you wear? I feel I have, of some clothes. course.
1: <laughs> so I've done a couple of interviews and I did one with you. So I, yeah. yeah. First one, I was just in school uniform. Yeah. That's completely fine. Coming to an interview in school uniform mm-hmm. is not a bad thing, mm-hmm. especially if it's your first job. They're going to say, oh, cool, they're a student. Now, yeah. if you're interview interviews on a weekend, don't come into your school <laughs> uniform. At least for dudes, it's a button-up shirt. Mm-hmm. And you can, and it's really like, it depends on the weather. Uh-huh. And it depends on the type of job you're going for. Yes. But shorts versus pants, like okay. a, because you don't want to wear trackies. Please don't wear trackies. But you also don't, you don't want to wear like, shorts that are like inappropriate like board shorts essentially. yeah like anything really that like is you you'll be able to tell if your mum goes that's what you should wear then that's you know
0: i think it's something wear. that you feel comfortable in that's neat presentable, you, presentable and yeah. i'm all for the an element of expressing your personality within exactly. it too so like if you're someone that um likes to dye your hair a certain color all the time i yeah. think it's important to present that in an interview so that they know this is who your personality is because at the end of the day, an interview is about not only do you, does this, do I fit with this company, but does company fit with me? And like, if that's going to be a point of contention for the rest of the time you're there, it's good to rule that in or out at the beginning. And so, yeah. well,
1: I'll tell you a really funny story about that. I, um, I had like frosted tips when I did my, (laughs) uh, youth ambassador interview and they still took me on. So it's not about like, Unprofessional. It's all about like because uh, like some people might be a bit archaic with what's professional, what yeah. isn't. But I think as long as it's got a level of sincerity, it's not like you're not rolling out of bed. If you can wear it anywhere mm-hmm. in any situation, no one's gonna be like that's a bit you know daggy looking. Mm-hmm. Then that's. Probably a good... It's probably a good outfit. Yeah. Because I wear... I like... the Like I said, button-up shirts. But I've got plenty of, like, ones that have got patterns. I've got ones that's, like, different colours, you know. Yeah.
0: So it shows personality, it, it, right? Like,
1: they don't just have to be. But because they're button-up, it's got that sort, sort of, like...
0: professional, Professional
1: air. Yeah. Um, I do normally do, like, the, the... the the Just, like... I go to, like, Connor and get, like, pants. Yeah. Just, like... They don't have to be anything fancy. Just because, like... I, I do wear trackies a lot. But, like, in an interview probably not the best not the greatest
0: comfy is good but also some sort of neat because you want to show
1: because i think like a lot of problems is like they don't want to see you too comfortable
0: yeah well well, (laughs) they probably want to see if you fit into the work culture because you wouldn't wear trackies depending on your job exactly to um you know office jobs. well a lot of
1: yeah well a lot of companies that provide uniform they don't their uniform isn't trackies so it's like they want to see you be able to wear like Because a lot of jobs make a big emphasis on presentability as well. So you've got to be able to show that you can adhere to that. Absolutely. um, Because a lot of, like, a lot of jobs, especially in the food, it's like you're not allowed to wear like, any makeup, you're not allowed to wear any um, nails or anything oh, like of that. Of course, yeah. You're not yeah, allowed there's... to have any like external mm. things, piercings and all that. So you kind of have to take that into account about what you're applying for because mm. I know a lot of people who do have the piercings and they go to interviews and the interviews like, just like you know, you're going to have to take all of this off when you come to work. Yeah. It can be like a but bit again, of a But again, yeah. it's that
0: thing where you can roll it in or roll it out and if that's something that that's... Um, something you don't feel like you can do well then that's good you know the expectation right from the get-go yep. and so you can rule in a rule out yeah, based exactly. that. yeah so what about once you so you've done the interview what happens about getting a new job you mentioned before before we started recording that you sort of in a recently new role in the past year
1: yeah how, yeah how do you settle so, into a job? settling into jobs is real so i'm a bit of a like make mistakes to learn kind of dude so i'll keep doing something until someone says don't do it okay it's not like a great practice. Like, obviously, if I know something's wrong, I won't do it. But it's more like if I get told how to do something, um, I also like ask. And I say this, please ask questions every step of the way. If you're not sure, ask a question. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I think
1: people like you might find employers get really annoyed. Like, why are you asking a question? Why are you asking a question? Like, oh, I already told you this once. Like, some people just don't retain that. Like, It could be like something really insignificant and it's a tiny thing. And you go, oh, sorry. what Well, I meant to do it again. Like, yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Because sometimes they give you a giant book and they like memorize every page and you go, I'm not doing that. It's like 25,000 pages. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not remembering like every policy and procedure that we have. I'm just going to yeah. ask a question when it comes into the situation. Because mm-hmm. like that's how I learn. Because like, yeah, with my new job, it's like a lot of it is sometimes I'm a bit unsure. There's a lot of situations because like. There's a very like, you know, linear way of doing things. But when you actually go to a job or you, you know, you start working, every day is different. Every, you know, situations will change. So when I was working at KFC, it's like we would get like the promotions in. So you would have seen just like we, we do like hot and spicy all the time. We mm-hmm. do those like kind of flavored different kind of chickens. And it's like they have different sort of procedures to normal chicken. And then yeah. they have different cook times. And then they, so it's like you've got to make sure you're, you know, you're doing it the right way. No problem. There's no harm in asking. You do get trained in them, but yes. like, you know, that might be one one hour session at the start of the promotion and then you go on holiday for a week or two and you've forgotten everything. Yes. There's no harm in asking. Literally. Sorry, how are you doing this again? And even just asking your co-workers or yeah. people that are and like, you don't equality. have to exactly. Yeah. So like I lean on my co-workers a lot more than the management. Just no, no. Sometimes management is really good. Sometimes you can get a bit stricken out with them, depending on who it is, Depends, yeah. and it's like it's again, like I said, it's a day-to-day thing. But your co-workers who are who are probably like a more in your area and also just your age range, maturity, and also on your level, like mm. in the workplace, it's just easier to just be like, hey, what's what's the, what's the go? Because they're probably going to be more willing to. Do it without, you know, judgment, because they're in the same position as you.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think for me, when you start a new job, I really try hard. When we talk about like retaining information, like I find, depending, obviously, in the job, I can't really take notes if you're a cook, but like trying to take some notes, depending on the kind yeah, of job I'm doing, yeah, or, or yeah, whether yeah. that's like mental notes, which I then go write down later, yeah. or things like that, to try and
1: help me, because that's just the I way I retain information. Yeah, so yeah. I've been starting to write things down just because I my current job involves a lot of people's names and so like oh. I, I, and i'm not going to remember you know if i have to go to one workplace i'm not going to remember the 15 people that i have to see and then yeah. go to another workplace and there's 30 people i have to see because i'm just i'm just not going to hold the information so I, I write it all down yeah and then i make sure that i know who i'm going and that's that's sort of like an expectation of like that's not uncommon like there's nobody else that i work with who doesn't have that issue they're like yeah i'm not going to be able to remember 15 people's names yeah that, that i never see them half the time like you know thankfully a lot of places you can give name tags and things yes. like that but it's like I don't want to just rely on name tags. I do want to be able to put names to faces. But.
0: Absolutely, and I also think it's one of those things of being kind to yourself about like it's okay. Again, that's a question. Like, just reclarifying someone. I'm so sorry. Could you please just remind me of your name yeah. again? It's nothing against you. You know, just you know.
1: Yeah. Sometimes I just it's because even when you're in so like at KC, we had the name tags. Some people just didn't have like put their name tags on. I'm like, I've never seen you before. <laughs> you like <laughs> who are you? <laughs> and like they go, you don't know who I know. I and like people go, oh hey Sam, how's it going? And I'm like. Oh, hi. Oh, no. yes. hi worker yes. how, yeah yeah like, yeah hey how are you going and then like reading the roster going who's this person is like, oh this person yeah. and then like like, just reading, like oh yeah 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 yeah
0: yeah i've had that thing like in the lunchroom where i try and be better at being like <laughs> if it's a new face like have we met before? Like, just trying to re-clarify, like,
1: how you fit, like, you know. I've done that so many times. I'm like, I start talking to someone and they go, oh, by the way, my name's Sam. They're like, yeah, we met. And I'm like, oh, good, yeah, Yeah. yes. Cool. (laughs) Yeah. It happens to the best of
0: us. Yeah. So I guess along those lines, then being positive to yourself when, Mm. or being kind to yourself when you start a new role, I think is important. Yeah. Being positive about the experience, because, you know, Sometimes we fumble through those first couple of months of starting a new job when you're learning things and establishing yourself and trying to find your groove mm. and trying to have that positive self-talk as you go along with that, I think it's yeah. really important.
1: Yeah, 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 exactly. And when you, like, I've, okay, I've, I've done a lot of work with a lot of different companies and I've done I, arguably a lot of work in so many different work, just, like, industries. Yeah. And you find that um, you, you really do have to find your fit.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. uh working in fast food is like and and retail and and those kinds of places is really like you can i I see people who have been there for 20 30 years but then you know i see people who can't even last it two months or two weeks and so you do really have to put yourself into perspective and go hey look I, so I applied to KFC, I hated it, I quit within one week. All right, I'm not going to then apply to Hungry Jacks the next day because it's the same type of work. I'm going to instead go, all right, well, then maybe I'll apply to Coles. And then if the same situation happens then, I'm, again, not going to apply to Woolworths. I mean, I could... Because you know sometimes workplaces are a bit different, but you yeah. have to think about the type of work you're doing. But then you see that a cafe a position is opened up, and you go, oh, "Well, I'm really good at making coffees," or like, "I like, I would like to do a bit more hands-on work with those kinds of things." Yeah. Maybe a kitchen hand position opens up at a pub or something. Like you got to yeah. think about like that kind of thing. So and
0: reflect on the things you like, the strengths you have. Yeah, yeah. And and, and I think it's, it would
1: be it's a good idea to even if you're never going to use them, get some stuff like certificates and things like that. So like I have a certificate in retail. I also have my RSA. I've only used I've used my so luckily with Casey they provide like a traineeship and you can do those kinds of things. But mm. if you wanted to, you like there's nothing stopping you. I mean it, it, they do cost a bit of money, so that's something to consider. But mm-hmm. if you're thinking, well, hey, I I've never worked behind a bar. Yeah. I'm eighteen, I've never had a really job, you know. Now I want to get a job. I might I'm thinking about, you know, I like <laughs> I like, you know, having a drink. I might make a I might go behind a bar. But I don't, you know, I don't uh, I can't even get the work experience because you need to have a responsible service. Um, So there's nothing, you know, you could consider getting the RSA, applying for a position and then working behind a guy. If it's not for you, it's not for you, but you have a qualification that's really good. You know, say you end up working for a distributing company and they end up having taking on like, you know, some alcohol distribution. Well, then you could be someone that's, like, you know, because you've got your responsible yeah. service, you actually are able to, you know, yeah. work with it. So keeping doors open depending yeah, on exactly. what you want to You don't want to like close your doors on yourself yeah. because you... That you're not going to use those things. Because you never know. Like life is very, very different. And now is a really good one is to get like COVID Marshall certificate. Oh yeah. Because even today, like in today's world, even though it's like, you know, we're two years away from lockdowns and yeah all that, it's I know that I still get asked to have a to to provide a COVID marshall training certificate because to show that you you actually know because we because we meant to be able to uphold at any time the government asks for us to uphold mm. the, you social distancing mandates, we've got to do it. Yeah. Like.
0: It's so true. Those
1: kinds of things are really And those Helpful. things are free as well. Like um, Yeah,
0: I was going to say, is that something that's yeah, you can, yeah, I'm
1: pretty sure you can just get it through the SA government. Yeah. So that's like, things like that you can get. And you can also, I think, just get. There's, there's online training courses. You don't have to go to a TAFE anymore yeah. to get certificates. Like, you can just do <laughs> everything online yeah. now, which is really good for... And, and that's, so it's something good to add to the resume as well. Once you get a certificate, put on your resume, and then you apply somewhere. So because, like, I'll, my retail certificate in retail is a proper Cert 3 recognized by the SACE board and everything. Yeah. Like, a good way to show that you have been... You have gotten formal education mm. on how to handle money, how to make sure things are hygienic, make sure, you know, it, people are uh, adhering to, you know, safe working policies yeah. because that will make you stand out from someone who doesn't yeah. have that. and
0: that you're willing to learn and expand yeah, your Yeah, exactly. And kind of and,
1: yeah. and it shows that you're committed to, like, the work that's in yeah. the that industry as well.
0: Absolutely. Ah. I wanted to quickly also touch on something I don't think we've explored quite yet. It's about networking as well. Yeah. I find that in Adelaide or depending on where you live, sometimes it's definitely, like... Who you know in some uh, ways, rather than what yeah. you know. It's important the what you know, yeah. but um, networking and trying to establish yeah. people that you want to get to know
1: is really Once important. Once you like, start, so and that's the like the most accurate sort of the who you know, not what you know. Is I, I still and, think and,
0: what you know is important. It is important. Obviously um, that's the thing that helps you get the job. Definitely <laughs>
1: here in in Adelaide, it's it goes one. It can be, a yeah. bit more one way, and I I'll admit that I have essentially been offered jobs because of who I know. But
0: is that because you've made an effort to network, establish relationships? Well, I think, sometimes being,
1: yes. Yeah, yeah, Sometimes definitely yes. Like one of my jobs was like, I had, you know, done something in university yes. and since someone from another university who was involved noticed, and then that's how I made, I did make connections that way to be yeah. able to get it. But another one was my sister's managed to get me. In yeah, but I think but I'm so, more so, so, keen so to saying. touch on the, the <laughs> like
0: establishing your network and trying to It actually uh,
1: yeah. it's so surprising how because a lot of people think about actively networking. Yeah. So I'm going to put myself in this, you know, get LinkedIn and then connect to all these people and then get a job. I did take very passive networking yeah. where I involved myself with, you know, like, you know, school clubs, university clubs. Yes. And then through those connections, I was able to find employment that way. Yeah. Because you don't need to actively look for people to know to be able to get a job. You just need to be able to, because especially when I got offered of jobs, it was like, oh, well, you've got a really good personality. So I think you'd be a really good fit. Was that able to even get that connection in the first yeah. place? Yes. And it wasn't through LinkedIn. It was all in person. You know? Yeah,
0: Well, because I was going to say, a lot of the jobs in my life that have happened has come from either like volunteering, and yeah. so establishing your networks that way, like trying to find if there's opportunities for you to volunteer in the industry, you're, curious about. It's really good to sort of dip your toes in that so you can yeah. start building those connections so people know your name or your face yeah. or some sort of connection that way can be so beneficial. Exactly. And yeah. you can
1: do cuz like especially when you're in high school, you're a young person, doing work experience yes. is a really good way to network because you're not employing, and you essentially are volunteering your time. Depending, some places will actually yeah. will pay you. You know, they'll compensate you for your time. But you know, you're in your ten, that'll probably only give you like you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's but, still. But the they're still going to be like,
1: hey, look. So you, it's basically like an internship kind of thing. You're yeah. just going in. You're doing a bit of work. You might even just be doing, you know, filing or sorting for like, you know, a legal firm. And then, you know, you've got some, you know, and ne- the name partner decides that they, you know, ha- think well, hey, you, if you did law. Give us a call in, you know, five yeah. years once you finish your degree and, you know, there might be a position for you here or we can get, get a coffee and talk about your yeah, thing. Yeah, literally that. Or if you any, uh, you're about to study, uh, you know, you're about to go into a law degree, you're just about to finish your twelve. how about we have a coffee and we can mm-hmm. talk about what you uh, what you need to know, things like that. Yep. Yeah. Like you don't, it's all about like making, just putting yourself out there, making yourself look ready to take on more and yeah. then make yourself also just... It's a, really show who you are I yes, think. like absolutely. be yourself when you're working don't be the person you think it's that...
0: like a walking resume for lack of a yeah. better word like you you're showcasing all those skills that you talk about on your written resume yeah. of all the things that you're dedicated to doing you that can, you want to do because yeah. you can do it as you're doing it you side. can
1: write whatever you want down but until exactly. you show it then there's no approving it
0: literally absolutely yeah. perfect Cool. So I guess in the scheme of things, we've talked a lot about, you know, how do you write the resume, get that first job, get your foot yeah. in the door? What happens once you get the foot in the door in the interviewing process? Through all of that, how do you, like, balance your brain with a lot of it? Because I find uh, it's a big it's, yo-yo it's, experience. It is a bit <laughs> exhausting. Yes. And it, it
1: really does take, so, you know, step one is applying. And then it's waiting, you know, a couple Literally. of weeks. And then step yeah. two is getting an interview. Yeah. And then it's waiting Nerves maybe until the interview. Yeah. And then step three is, after the interview, is just waiting for a response. And possible rejection. And and how possible do you deal with Exactly. Deal and sometimes and... you just get a no, we're not interested. And then I've gotten plenty We know we're not. Absolutely. So it's, well, I mean, it's really, it is unfortunate. I've applied to many jobs and like like so many that I can't even keep count. Mm. And I've only gotten a response from a handful. And then the ones that I got responses for, I managed to get to interview. Yeah. And only... Only maybe a few that I managed to get an interview that was successful. Most of the interviews yeah. were like, or oh, not most, but like, you know, some interviews just don't go well. Some companies use really weird interviews t- um, techniques where like it's an online interview, but it's not face to face. Like there's no, another, there's no person behind the mm. camera. You're answering questions that are written down and yeah. you have to be able to record yourself. Yeah. And so it can be a bit so. jarring. Yeah. And then it's once you get the job you've got to be able to, like, go, uh, okay, clear up. And then you have the sort New of, routines, new people. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, you've got yeah. to be able to... So you have to, like, mentally unload everything you've just experienced and then you have to be able to free up space yeah. to be able to take on all this yeah. new information. Because, yeah. you know, you've got, to, you've got co-workers and then mm. you've got new policies, procedures, you've got ha- what the work is, yeah. and then you've got to be able to actually, like, do it, commit to it. And, yeah. you know, some people just can't. And it's okay to put your hand up and say, I don't think this is for me anymore. Yeah, and some people are like you know they'll judge you, and you know that's that's on them. But it's as long as you're being truthful mm. to yourself and what you can do, don't don't feel as though you have to do something because someone is telling you to do
0: it. Yeah. And I think through that whole yo-yo process, it's really for me about finding that balance with it. Yeah. So making sure that I'm being like, OK, so today I know I need to apply or I would personally like to apply for like five jobs or yeah. whatever I decide to do. And or after an interview, making sure that I take time, sort of compartmentalize it, if that makes sense. Yeah. So like I know that this time is to focus on that. And it's not, I know that's like easier said than done. But trying to mentally take a note of like treat it like a job in some ways, like I, I'm not working on that right now so it's okay for me to go do the things I enjoy and focus on that and it doesn't mean that it's going to worsen my output of like whether I'm going to get the job or not yeah you know because sometimes yeah. I would get in my head about like you know if I'm not always job searching if I'm not always interview prepping then I'm going to fail and get the yeah. job and that's just not true if anything that's going to lead to you maybe it's actually failing, not get a job exactly. because you're burnt out you're burning yourself out and so it's really finding that balance
1: yeah and I think it was really good like I remember it would be, I would get really big bursts of like productivity and I'd apply for a bunch of jobs. And it's completely okay to just be like, I don't want to apply for a job this week. I don't want to apply for this. Like it's not easy applying for the job, putting all this effort for maybe 10 different jobs and then, None of them getting back to you. Exactly. It can be very mentally exhausting. And you don't want to, you don't want to make it, and it it can make the process a bit like traumatizing as well. You don't want to, you don't want to make job hunting that much harder than it already is. And then you don't want to make like yourself resentful to like, you know, not getting the jobs and then putting out expectations that, you know, you're not good enough. It's like, that's not. If you're not getting a job, it's not always on you, it's Mm. on the employer. Yeah, and I think all
0: those things are really important about finding that balance, but also understanding that you are a person through this process Mm. is important and it's important that you put your... self first through a lot of Mm. that and I think if anyone wants help along the way with any of this process headspace actually can support Mm, that's right yeah so we have the work and study support program at headspace Uh, your local headspace center probably has um, someone that can support with it if not there's headspace online at headspace.org.au there's a great bunch of resources on there and online chats that you can kind of engage with to help you with this process I know we both talked about today a lot about Mm. how hard that journey can sometimes be but sometimes also really rewarding and all the things you can learn along that way so yeah feel free to look into that support if you would like to explore this topic further but otherwise thanks so much for listening and joining us today